Taylor Walker from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Shannon Hearn from the West Coast Eagles. This is Nathan Jones from the Melbourne Football Club. Phil Davis from the GRS Giants. That's Brad Ebert from the Port Adelaide Football Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, you with MJ. Hope you're enjoying the 50 most relevant, where I rank a universal salary cap of Supercoach Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. We put all of the variations and permutations into one big melting pot and try to put in an order for you who, at least I believe, are the 50 most relevant players for us in 2019. Some you're going to totally agree. Others you think, I've lost my mind, and that's okay during the preseason. It is all about having a conversation and looking at the possibilities that may happen for us in 2019. To help me talk about the player that's landing at number 40 in the 50 most relevant, uh, by popular, popular demand, we've got the Fox in. Hello, mate. How are you? G'day, MJ. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm doing very well. I'm pretty excited to talk about the player in at number 40 today. He was an absolute boom for us in 2018. I'm talking about Melbourne Football Club, Angus Brayshaw. What a young gun he was. And, and just 12 months ago, he looked like he was one more head knock away from season over. And yet, Fox, 2018 turned out to be one of the best defenders for us last year. Yeah, MJ, I love this guy. Uh, he's a real beauty. Uh, struggled early in his career with injuries, concussions and that. But he went on last year to have a 25 to 28 point increase over yeah. the format uh, in just his fourth year. Um, and he could even take that even further next year for another 10 or 15, I reckon. Uh, especially when you factor in that uh, five of those scores last year uh, in Supercoach, were under 80, and mm. five of those scores were under 81 in AFL Fantasy. Yeah, I, I think there's some really impressive value when it comes to Angus Brasher on it. We want to dig deeper into some of those numbers in a moment. Um, he's a midfielder for us this year. He's lost that defensive eligibility, and understandably so. His highest score last year across the formats came against that absolute belting against the Adelaide Crows up in Central Australia. It was a 166 in AFL Fantasy, a 130 in Supercoach. Yeah, the value and, and probably the relevancy is a little more AFL Fantasy and Dream Team than it is Supercoach, and we'll unpack that for you in a moment as well. But his average last year was 97 for Supercoach and a 105.1 in AFL Fantasy. Um, you're right. Right at that start of the year, and even for the past couple of years, didn't quite get his body right. He, he spent a number of years battling head and concussion issues. And when he did get back into the side, both late in 2017 and the opening handful of games of 2018, he was really used sparingly through the middle. We saw him, Fox, often kind of either as an outside midfielder exclusively or or even off the halfback. But then from around about round seven, Everything changed for Gus. He was moved up into the midfield and his numbers skyrocketed. From round seven on to the end of the year, for Fantasy and Dream Team, he posted 12 scores over the 100, four of them over 130. And between round seven and 23, which is 16 matches, in Fantasy and Dream Team, he averaged 112. Remember, he's priced at an average of 105. For Supercoach, well, not as strong, but during the same stretch, he still managed to hit the triple-figure mark in 10 of those 16 matches, 7 of those over 115, and he averaged 101. When he's up and running, Fox, he's got, especially in Dream Team and Fantasy, he's pushing those uber-premium numbers of 110+. plus. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, and also, if you look at the ceiling of his stats, uh, 39 disposals, 11 tackles, 14 marks. That's where he's gone the highest. So that, that, they're massive numbers for a, for a midfielder. Oh, uh, they're phenomenal numbers. Yeah. And he, like you say, he's going to be a unique. I think a lot of people are going to go off him and probably Yo because of the loss that defence does. But um, gee, he, he's, he's, those, those figures are mid, mid figures. Yeah, and especially for Dream Team and Fantasy, while there is some super coach relevance there, no mistake about it, it's definitely Dream Team and Fantasy. And that's probably just because one of the kind of growth opportunities for uh, Angus and his football at the moment is some of his disposal efficiency. He went at 66 last year, which certainly isn't horrible, but isn't high in that, you know, um, uber elite areas of the game. And so that's where I think he's probably more relevant in, in Dream Team and Fantasy, where you're not rewarded or conversely punished for the way at times you can use the ball. And I, I think you touch on an interesting point. Because he's lost that defensive status, um, his ownership numbers are going to plummet. But just like Jackson McRae the year earlier, I don't think a, a loss of dual position means we should rule them out of relevancy. Because if he delivers, especially in Dream Team and Fantasy, what we saw over that four-month stretch... There's that growth of even 10 points per game of where he's priced that in the 105. He could become a top 10 midfielder for us, have huge ceiling, and be unique, which is the perfect combination to start your squad off. Oh, absolutely, MJ. And I wouldn't discount Super Coach yeah. either. Like, coming off 97, he's, um, he's the 15th priced mid in AFL, fan, uh, well, sorry, in Dream Team, and he's the uh, 34th mid in a super coach so there's a lot of value there um but yeah I, I think he'd be quite unique in super coach and, and well priced yeah i think so in, in super coach um if you're playing that format you know a few days ago on the 50 most relevant we revealed rory sloan um who's only a couple of thousand dollars cheaper he's probably a little more proven both in terms of super coach ceiling and seasonal average so Personally, I'd probably lean towards Sloan over Brayshaw, um, but at his price, you know, in super, in all formats, um, being under a hundred thousand in Super Coach, uh, I'm sorry, a hundred in average, he's not a stepping stone, but a cheap and potentially unique M8. So you're going to need him to be that 105 plus average for the year in Super Coach and and bump up around about ten points a game to get, and that's not enough to be a top ten averager. That's sort of fifteen to twenty sort of range. Um, so yeah. there's definitely the potential there, and there is some value there. I'd probably personally look to a Sloan, but I can understand why someone would in Supercoach. In Fantasy and Dream Team, um, if you're starting him, he needs to be someone you seriously want to keep for the remainder of the year and really does push the 110 average. So if you're not sure about that he could match it with the likes of Kelly, Fife, Merritt, Matt Crouch, Mitchell, McRae, Oh, Cornelio, Cripps, gosh, his teammate Oliver, injured Andrew Gaff when he gets back, you know, from suspension. If you're not confident that he's going to be that 110-plus midfielder, then you probably can't start him. Um, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't consider him as an upgrade target. Oh, especially as a unique. Yeah. Um, like, he, he's a guy that just gives. I, I, reckon, I reckon he's that sort of guy that's out there on the field late in the game that just thinks about you and my... Uh, teams, fantasy teams, and just put that effort in. You know what? At Christmas, in Christmas, they've got a tradition, the Brayshaw family, they run 100, 100 at Christmas morning, like no turkey. What a pack of idiots. <laughs> I wouldn't do 100, 100s in a year. 
Look at how committed he is. They yeah. even did it in Vietnam, I think, uh, two years back, the, the previous Christmas to this one. You know, they, they're just they're just tough nuts, the Brayshaws. Yeah, they, they breed them tough in that family, that's for sure. And there are kind of two concerns that people have flagged in the preseason. I think one is a furphy. The other is something that, while we certainly have our fingers crossed, don't happen, we do need to be aware of. The, the one concern people have that's the furphy is around... What happens when Jack Viney's in the side? Some may suggest that he scored so well and got those midfield minutes because Viney wasn't in the side. But if you look at the seven games during the home and away season that they played together, Gus still averaged 100 flat in Supercoach and 113 in Dream Team and Fantasy. Now, it's only seven games, but it indicates to me that it doesn't impact his scoring so much. So, so that seems to be a little bit of fake news to steal a Trumpism um, around it that, yeah, Viney's certainly going to take some midfield rotation, but I don't think it impacts his fantasy and super coach scoring. The concern or maybe the caveat that coaches need to do is that while he certainly seems to have got past um, any concerns of concussions and head injuries, and while any player, I suppose you could build the case, is one twist, turn, knock, or bump away from serious injury, I think Fox, based on his history, if he was to get another serious head injury, he'd probably take more time than a standard or, or a regular player in AFL to get back to full fitness again. So while we certainly hope that doesn't happen for him, as a player that does have an inside and an outside fantasy game, if he does cop another big hit, he'll probably take a little bit longer to get back to full fitness and health than, say, a player that's never had a serious concussion before. Yeah, absolutely. Can't disagree with anything you said there. Um, it'd be good to actually watch um, him, uh, the two helmeted Bash brothers play together, KK and Brayshaw, next year. That's going to be fun watching. Yeah, I won't be able to tell the difference except, uh, you know, one kicks off the left. So, But maybe they'll be able to give each other some hints about concussion. Yeah, they can be the con- concussion brothers, so I'm okay with that. Or either knock into each other and concuss them both. Oh, both don't, don't, Fox. <laughs> if that happens, this is on the record and everyone will blame you. So just watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, don't say that. Look, for me and Supercoach, while I understand others can have the, the confidence in, in jumping on him to jump up to a 105, oh, I probably personally like the value of of a Sloan at the same price point a little more. So probably a, a pass for a starting squad for me anyway with, with Angus Brayshaw. And I think if you don't have the confidence in in fantasy and dream team that he is a 110 lock, then don't start him. Um, choose to upgrade him because after round 13, Fox, there's a tasty couple of matches that the Ds have straight out of the bye. Fremantle, Brisbane, Carlton, and the Western Bulldogs. Um, in terms wow. of his uh, scores against them last year, he did not play uh, the Lions, but he scored a 113 against the Dockers, a 101 against the Blues, and a 133. This is AFL Fantasy and Dream Team scores. Uh, that's not bad for a guy who will probably still be unique. Got a really nice ceiling on him. I, I like that uh, little fixture coming out of the bye. Sounds very delicious, Endo. Yeah, I like it. Let's talk about where we're going to pick him in our drafts. Um, For AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, he's currently ranked, based on his average from last year, as a top 15 midfielder. So for mine, I I can't see anyone picking him as an an M1. Uh, Gosh, he might, but I'd feel confident with him as an M2, and he'll probably be gone inside the first three rounds. What's your take for Fantasy and Dream Team, Fox? Uh, 
around similar circles, uh, maybe because they may they may think he had an extraordinary year. This yeah. year he might taper off. He may uh, mid third to fourth. Yeah, and, and there are got to be up there. He's yeah, and look, there are some really um, l- impressive fantasy, almost sexier names that are priced below him, like a. Zach Merritt and, uh, you know, a Matt Crouch is, is getting a lot of love this preseason. These guys are average less, so someone may chase the name more than the scores of Brayshaw that could push him out of that. But, look, if you're getting him outside of, you know, entering round four and five, happy freaking days in fantasy and dream team. For Supercoach, um, I, I wouldn't be picking him as high. I think you'll likely get him... I'd be really happy if I could land him as an M4. Someone may get him as an M3, but he'll certainly go in those opening seven, eight, maybe as late as the ninth round. Um, that's where I think he goes in Supercoach. But for keeper leagues, that's the really yep. interesting one. Yeah, if it's an existing keeper league, I can't see the coach choosing to part with him, given his age and given what he's just delivered for us. And they've probably held on to him through the concussions. Uh, they're not letting him go for pretty much anything. But if it's a startup, um, he'll probably go inside those first 30 selections for a brand new keeper league. Yeah, I've got a confession to make. I got rid of him. Oh, no. Last year. Oh, uh, that hurts. In the last year for a first round, I think I got um, Adam Shearer. Oh, that's uh, not bad. In the in that draft, but so it was probably a swap. Yeah, look, Ches will be a jet, so that's all right, man. A bit of a – it hurts when they go and average a ton on you in a year like that oh. and give you a massive ceiling, but Ches will be all right in a keeper league for you, mate. Yeah, it hurt me, especially with him being a defender, but I thought he, I thought he was on the cusp of, um, yeah, going, but um, proved everyone wrong, didn't he, last year? Yeah, no, he certainly did, and I'm sure he'll be looking forward to trying to do it again in 2019. Hey, mate, appreciate your thoughts today on Angus Brayshaw. Thanks, buddy. Uh, if you want to check out the article or any of the other players so far revealed in the 50 most relevant, you can go and do that at coachespanel.tv. All the links for where you can find us are on all of your podcasting formats, predominantly of Spotify and iTunes. You can subscribe, uh, leave a positive rating. We'd love you to do that. And uh, keep getting every single one of the podcasts. As soon as they go live, you'll be notified via your device And if you want to join the Patreon and support the Coaches Panel, all the links for that are at coachespanel.tv. We farewell the 40s and head into the 30s. And tomorrow, we got another ripper for you.